speaking of oh good lord speaking of crazy stuff yeah um so i um i was segueing earlier with a two-parted thing uh mentioning about the running app so um recently i was listening to a uh podcast yeah. where they're saying that fitbit in inadvertently um exposed multiple um hidden hidden military bases yeah you uh you sent me that text and i immediately looked into it it's crazy huh oh well you you actually you read through it bro, what do you what do you think i am you think i don't listen to you bro well, no, I mean, sometimes they're very cryptic, and they're not really meant for you to understand. Well, that one made sense to me, because like I was patch. just like, oh, okay. Because you said Fitbit something, what the fuck, or I can't remember what you said, but I immediately uh, looked into it, or army bases or something, I can't remember what you said. Yeah, fit, Fitbit military base or something right. like that. And I immediately kind of had an idea, like, okay, that makes sense, so I looked it up, and yeah, that's nuts, dude, but I mean... <laughs> Yeah, they were able to piece together the roads and, like, the basic structure and outline of the city by these fucking not very smart secret agent, freaking secret military people that are sharing their run maps. Wow. Because that's how this came together, because they're sharing them with people. And then, so, like, one of the features that you can do, and you can just do this on the phone, this is why it was all accident, you can take, like, your local area and everybody that uses the app and, like, overlay all of their run maps to see where a lot of people run. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is a popular area, and you can tell its density by, like, whatever color or whatever. And then so when some people put this together, all of a sudden it made, like, this perfect city grid. And the people are like, no, why are people running in the middle of nowhere? Like, there isn't anything out there. This would make no sense, you know? And then, boom, there's a military base out there, and nobody knew. Oh shit! Okay, I didn't even put that together. I mean, I, it, it was saying that it that it uh, yeah, that it that it does uh, form a grid and stuff like that. But I didn't even think about it being like hidden bases. Yeah, well, that was why it was a big deal because these were like secret bases. <laughs> no and then these idiots that work there are freaking sharing their run map. Oh my god! And some kind of public thing, because like it wasn't like you know, I mean, it wasn't the government that came out and said, "Hey, oh my bad, hold on, like don't do this." It was like people that got together and were like, "This doesn't make no sense. Like, why are these people running out here?" You know? Oh and my god! What do you think of that, bro? I think it is insane. <laughs> It shows you that, like, corporations are actually way more powerful than the government, just like the guy tells you in um, the movie The Network. Yeah, I was thinking that. Actually, it kind of made me think of uh, that JFK speech that I posted, how he was talking. I don't know if you heard it, but he was talking about, like, uh, how, um, how the newspapers at that time were inadvertently giving stuff away, like, just just doing their thing as far as being journalists and that there was how how uh they were, they were pretty much uh, well they were they were discussing like satellites and stuff like that and coordinates uh, just as like we're just reporting uh like journalism but it ended up being like you know ended up being uh no bueno no freaking bueno Speaking oh, of yeah. uh, uh, like Fitbit and uh, whatever you said, Nike Run apps and sharing stuff, you know, yeah. um, you know that wonderful site Headspace. I do. Well, I don't know anything about it, but you've promoted it very well. It, well, it's it's kind of like that, bro. Where uh, like all my, my uh, at least on Headspace meditation stats or whatever are located and uh you know you could do the same we could uh we could not only be sharing our our uh workouts but we could be sharing our mind workouts hold on just one second
Hello? Yeah. Alright, sorry. I went in there to get some stuff to roll a cigarette right now, and my wife's in there asleep with the baby, and I freaking, like, like a scene from a movie, step on one of the most obnoxious toys we have, and it's just talking to me. <laughs> so I was like, oh shit, I was trying to get stuff out of the door. Alright, so I got that under control, I'm gonna go outside, because traditionally I talk to you outside so that I can be loud and boisterous. Yes, it's tradition, bro. I need, I need that, dude. You know, I need, I need, I need you to rattle me, bro. But breaking from tradition, I gotta let you know that um, uh, your your call is being recorded badly, and the tables have been turned. And I also would like to mention that um, I haven't. I kept forgetting to tell you that. I thought the intro music was perfect. It's like exactly what I had in mind. It's nice, huh? It is. It's like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's just, just it's just it. It's odd. It doesn't make that much sense. It makes you kind of like pay attention. And then when it cuts out, like the voices pierce through. And it's like it has your attention. It works for what my brainwashing plans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For your uh, your cult tendencies. Oh man! Speaking of cult tendencies, holy cow! Okay. So when we were in busy this weekend, uh, I was looking at the property things as I'm uh, often caught myself doing all over the place we go, and uh, so I saw this house for sale um, in the busy area, um, and it was a two bedroom, two bathroom. Very small house, fourteen. Well, not tiny, but fourteen hundred square feet. It wasn't big. They wanted six hundred thousand dollars. It was on a lot of land. Can you guess how much land? Ten acres. No, no, a lot. Fifty acres. Like a stupid lot. Oh wow! How much? Five hundred and fifteen acres. Really. Yeah, I'm guessing that it's like inhabitable, inha- in- like like people could live there, that's probably not the right word, and I was totally butchering it, I couldn't even say it, but uh, like people can live there, but it's probably not, like you're probably not able to make money off of it, it's like the side of a mountain or something, you know what I mean? Dude, so you just build a fucking house in the mountain? Well, yeah, no, that's that, and like you could start a cult. Oh, you know? oh, Berto. That's that's thin ice, bro. I'm already getting accused of that. <laughs> well, just go all in, then, man. <laughs> just buy my fucking me, buy my fucking cuckoo ticket and just take a ride. No, but uh, but I just thought that was interesting. Um, that was like a stupid huge amount of land for a single, like normal um, amount of money. That isn't out of beyond reason thinking that you know if the Bisbee area is nice mindset, too you could get that money together you know it's a nice area too like they got a lot of oak trees and oh, shit it's like a pretty amazing area with like crazy natural resources and, yeah you know not just the mines but like the the wells aren't very deep there and everything the hotel we see that the well is like right there like the water level it's crazy like they're inside the hotel like where the main office is there's a the well which is like the whole reason that the owner of the original land was there you know what i mean he was just for the water but the, the water's like 16 feet down from the ground right there wow like crystal clear fucking um what do they call it not artesian well yeah artesian there it is yeah dude it's like the best tasting shit ever yeah and so and also on that note man we got so lucky with our hotel where did you stay at so we still stay at the castle inn okay the, the something castle inn or something like that and um we just booked our hotel like the last minute the day before or whatever and we got to, like literally the last one we could find in all of the town that you could book via the internet, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so our room was really small with no TV and like from the 1800s. Yeah. But all that stuff aside, um, 
I had we had our own like private balcony right there. Nice. To the room, and it like led off to like the side of the mountain right there. So it's like, like I could just go right outside, you know, our room and just smoke and still like be right there by our room. And then further, what was cool, like the um, the refrigerator was like just a community refrigerator, and everybody just like put their beers in there, and everybody like trusted each other to not mess around. With people's shit and there was like a community barbecue there and people were like cooking up good ass food and shit it was pretty insane everybody was like super friendly and like it was cool as fuck that's one um, thing about Bisbee dude is everybody is really fucking friendly yeah they were and it was just like it, it was badass dude like it really was and we got lucky uh, it turns out only two rooms that offer a uh a balcony and the other one is in the front so like I couldn't have been out there smoking weed like over the street of Disvina it would have been like a little risque kind of but you know what if there's a place you can do it it's Bisbee yeah I know I was thinking that too but but um but no with like the back the, our, our one was at the back side and then there's all kinds of little hiking trails that go up to like little you know like benches made out of rocks and shit Damn. It was uh, it was super cool and like the what I gathered to be the owner lady was hanging out there with like her husband or whatever or boyfriend or something like an older couple and they were like playing guitar and drinking freaking beers and shit until like ten o'clock at night and they had a like a wood burning um, heater stove in like the main area like the whole thing it was just pretty cool dude. Like the whole environment, it wasn't that bad either. Considering we booked it like the last second, it was like a hundred and something for the room, like hundred and fifteen or something. It was mm. pretty reasonable. You know, if you liked, if you enjoyed beer, um, we, Meg and I, when we book uh, hotels up there, uh, the old Bisbee Brewery. Did you see that building? I did. Yeah, we went in there, but it was super packed. Yeah, it's really so packed. There's like only there's only like five seats at the bar, and then yeah. like a bunch of tables scattered. But uh, they have upstairs is an apartment you can rent. All right, hold on. Let me interrupt you real quick because yeah. I noticed this as a big time theme throughout there, and so another avenue for starting one of your cults that you're. Oh well my known god. For um. <laughs> is um, all of these businesses here, like they have this kind of thing in common where like a two-story building usually consists of a business downstairs and they rent out the rooms upstairs in some kind of really small, quaint, cute hotel. You know what I mean? Right. And in between the hotel I stayed at and the something, something, whatever in, there was a four-cell hotel right there, like a really small, like eight-room hotel. Yeah, so dude. You um, you guys take your bar experience, and uh, we invest our life savings of nothing, and we go buy it. No, nah, dude. No, check this out because you're you're hitting on something we just talked about last night. Given all the craziness at work, we're like brainstorming, like what the fuck, dude. You know, we're both pissed because we're just like. You know, stressed out, and especially like where I'm at in my mind, I'm like, dude, if something is stressing me out this bad, it's you know, it's life's too fucking short when it comes to this run to be like, okay, my job is the worst thing about my life, like bothers me. Uh, so we started brainstorming, and you know that there's a certain establishment that you and I both have enjoyed in our life that is is not open right now and up for sale. The, in Mescal area? The Bobby Joe's, bro. Yeah, is the liquor license still attached to it or did they sell that? Probably not, I but I mean... The big thing with, with bars, like the liquor license is much more, more valuable than the bar and sometimes like that gets sold off right away. Hell, I don't know. People That's are trying to get money question. and shit. Yeah, it's, well, how can you just sell your liquor license? That's weird. Because you, like, apply for it. It's, like, yours. Like, I'm sure the other people got to, like, qualify for it, too. But I think there's only so many liquor licenses, like, approved by the people in charge of a certain area. You know what I mean? Yeah, by liquor. Like, there's, you know what I mean? Otherwise, there would just be bars everywhere. Because, 
you know, like bars are an okay way of making money and hiding money. You know? Okay, so here's the, here's the thing. If you if you are one owner, do you have to have a liquor license per each establishment? Yes. Okay, I thought so. I was hoping so because I know definitely in Tombstone there's at least one cat who who owns multiple, you know. And I just can't imagine because I know it's expensive. Yeah, because um, one of our drivers at the print room, their family used to own the airport in. And they said that when the people were trying to, they wanted to have, they didn't want an 18 and up place. You know, they wanted a a liquor license from somebody else and then they ended up selling the whole bar with the liquor license for less money. Oh, wow. And they even had an off-track betting license there, too. Ooh, that'd be fun. Well, what we were thinking, Meg and I were thinking, because we got a bunch of people who would like to, you know who see the grass would like to change pastures. Uh, Dude, that's funny because my wife always tells me that like her dream is to like own a small hotel and like stop working. Dude, and and what better would it be to have like our own Patty's Pub? Yes. The only thing about that (laughs) is a little discouraging for me is um, Patty's Pub is fictional, and none of us have a um, a Frank as a dad. No, no, we definitely have. To. Yeah, but Frank didn't come in and buy it till later. No, I know, but the initial thing, though, like, Dennis had money, like, life savings and stuff because he was a rich kid. Yeah, but Dennis, Charlie, and Mac all went in on it three ways, bro. Come on. Yeah, but Charlie got ripped off in his portion of the deals. He had to do shitty work to be an owner. Yeah, and he sold all his his, his shares. Yeah, then he would get drunk and trade his shares for a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, dude, Which, you you you. you had- I might I might have to put like a disclaimer in there to protect myself from doing such a thing. Well, here's the thing, bro. We were thinking like. Obviously, first thing you do is look into stuff like that. But we were thinking about giving it a, a walk around and what do they call it? Kicking the tires and just seeing like money wise what it would be. And we were thinking if enough people wanted to just get down with it and make it almost like that Patty Buzz where it was like owned and operated by the same people kind of deal. That it would be, that that would be the way to go, because then it would leave everyone with the headache of owning an establishment instead of one person. Um, it's a dying market, dude. The bar is not a dying market, but like, this just the market in general. It's weird. Well, it, it is because like it's real specific, like. Uh like only in bar you gotta have a niche you gotta have something you know and like Crystal Palace already has their thing that brings in people no matter what like you know what I mean we're from Benson we've watched a million people try to own a bar and you know we've watched them change hands like over and over and over and over it's hard you know to run a bar and especially a small town area, you know, because if you try to be cool and be nice to the people, they take advantage of you and they're shitty and they fight and they, they you know, they don't want to pay, they don't want to tip. And then if you charge too much, nobody goes because they're poor and they can't afford it. And it's like a tricky, you know what I'm saying? I do. But Bobby Joe's has a lot of potential because it's on, it's on a little bit of land. It's not just the, that little spot. It's got like four or five horseshoes that are pretty well set up it has a, a back area with i don't know if the stage is still there but there used to be a stage there like a you know nothing crazy something you'd see in an auditorium yeah and so and no, they would do like live shows and fucking booze booze nights and basically like festival shit and it was only no, for a short I, time i remember he put like a lot of money into getting a stage there to create that environment he was a big music person and he wanted live music there yeah, you knew old, uh, what's his name, huh? I didn't at all. I just knew Sage, <laughs> and I'd go hang out with Sage. Sage did computer work for him, and it's like, I just caught a bunch of secondhand conversations. Oh. The guy with I mean, two... I, shook, I the, shook his hand and introduced myself and stuff, but I mean, 
of it was just like I learned from him and Sage talking to each other and me just sitting there drinking whiskey. Did he ever mention that he was related to Sylvester Stallone? He did. He did tell you that? Mm-hmm. That's so Sage funny. Sage brought it up and then he confirmed yes. He didn't like, you know, okay. the Italian stallion on the line. Bro. Yeah, I imagine it got old. Yeah, and like, even besides that, I told you he has the famous like president connection. Like he's like he's secretly like a super cool dude. Lives like an amazing life. Yeah. Well, he's it's dead crazy. now. Yeah. He he's yeah, dead he now. Did. Yeah, he he got cancer of some kind, and that's why the bar's gone. Yeah. Because he was the owner, and he died, and nobody wanted to you know keep it open. Oh, so that's why. Okay, so see, that's what I was thinking, and if that's the case. Then, and it's up for sale. Whoever owns this, like a state, like if he has kids or whoever's in charge of his money now. Hmm. And if he had nobody, then it all went to like the city, and you would it would be up for auction already. Because the city wouldn't just like hold on to it, you know. Yeah, no hell. Or, no. It's not the city, the government, you know, the government. Whoever gets your shit, if you don't leave it to anybody. Yeah, the county. But I mean, I think he was remarried, so like, I'm sure he left it to somebody. Well, it's just a thought. It, it is actually a good thought. And I mean, I mean, Sage always talked about, like, not necessarily having the bar, but how the bar could spark off all kinds of other small, small little business ventures, you know? That's what I'm saying. Like, you, you can make it a little, whole spectacle. Little food stands and stuff. And I actually talked about this with Jason before, because Jason wanted to get into, like, making his own little, you know, he liked to cook. He's trying to make money doing that. Yeah. And I was thinking, man, if you, uh, like, had some little, like, breakfast burrito stand where that's all you made, because breakfast stuff is cheap, and you can kind of keep it, like, prepared a little bit, and, you know what I mean, sold it to the drunk people there. Yeah, like a fucking roast You know? Exactly. And that kind of, like, weird stuff would be, like, a supplementary income to everything else. That's crazy, uh, dude. But I don't know. And it yeah, has a little uh, kitchen there, too. Huh? They got a little kitchen there, too. They do. He, Robert, I he told you he made his, his uh, money because he was a chef in the military. Mm. He loved his food. And he, they always had way over the top, like, probably why, like, you know, he yeah. lost money and nobody wanted to maintain it. He spent, like, a lot of money trying to have, like, really nice food at a bar. I know. Maybe. Like that, he had really high-end meats and, like, just crazy exotic food and shit. Yeah, that's kind of what, what's going on at the palace right now, too. They're changing. They're, 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 they're up in their food game? Yeah, no, they're going to they're gonna simplify it down. They recognize that they're uh, that we, I guess, are a, uh, we're a hamburger joint, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're trying, you know, we got rib combos, we got fucking sirloin and ribeyes, we got fucking uh, wings and pizza and fish and shrimp. And that, that is the classic mistake. Have you ever watched the show Bar Rescue? It'd actually probably be a fairly interesting show for you being in the business for so long. No, but I've heard oh, of it. Yeah. Bar Rescue, it's like this um, very Donald Trumpian, like, um, business guy not in like the ways that people portray him negatively but kind of in the positive ways like he's just real hard nose and comes in and it's like this is where you guys are fucking up um this is how you can fix it you know if you don't want to listen to me then fuck off you're gonna go out of business right now if you want to listen to me then i'll help you and you'll be on this tv show and i'll give you a bunch of free new equipment and shit you know so Wow. Maybe that's where you need to go. Maybe you need Ooh, to, we need to call Bar Rescue. Your application and have Bar Rescue come in. Oh, because Bar Rescue often is like an it's almost like an intervention show. Like people are always coming in and like telling the owner, like, "Hey, man, you're fucking up." Yeah. And, but sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes there's like a decent owner and they're just kind of too good-hearted and they come in and like, hey man, your employees suck. You got to fire a bunch of people on this TV show right now. It's great TV. Let's do it. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I don't fuck it. Let, let's roll the dice. I'm going to bring it up tomorrow. It's my, it's, it's my Friday. So if I do catch flack, I'll have two days to recover, bro. <laughs> 
what do you mean you're gonna bring it up tomorrow? Like, I'm gonna go to work and be like, hey, check it out. You guys are all stressed out. Let's call Bar Rescue and have them come clean shit up. Either we're getting the axe or you're getting the spanking, bro. But let's do this. Well, just so you know, in case you're curious, because it is a very entertaining show, um, it plays on like rerun for like 12 hours straight on Spike every Sunday. Oh, really? It starts at like, I don't know, fucking like 9 or 10 in the morning and just plays all Sunday long. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I might, I might, I don't know, man. I got a lot of shows I'm, I'm getting down on. Well, not a lot that I'm getting down on, but I got yeah. a, a lot of interest. Yeah. I've, I've been watching, speaking of Colts, I've been watching that Waco. Have you been watching that special Waco? No, I haven't. That shit's um, nuts, bro. Yeah, I didn't want to watch it because I really, I mean, like I saw it and it looked like it was good TV, but like, I don't know, I almost didn't want to watch it because it just felt like it was going to be, make me sick to my stomach. Dude, it, it does make you sick to your stomach. It pisses you off and... It, it makes it, you feel sorry for the guy a little bit. Even no, it's sense. not that it makes you feel sorry for Koresh because you, you know, he's, it's David Koresh and he's the leader. So, But the situation, because it's based on the book that was written by the, if I'm, if I'm, I don't think I'm wrong, but I'm pretty positive this is what it is. I know it's a book, but I'm pretty sure it was written by the guy. He's like the number two character behind Koresh. He's the FBI's negotiator. And he's like this super good dude who, who uh, is, you know, he's all about like the peaceful stuff. And he he was he's kind of against everything that was going on there, like as far as uh, coming in and and picking their nose and shit. And so he's the one who's constantly on the phone lines during the during the standoff and stuff with Koresh and his and some of his representatives or whatever. And but it's um, you should definitely watch it, dude. It's it's very very interesting because it's. It, it it for TV it's surprising because for TV and I think it's because it's based off this novel or this book, uh, it it does make you feel like one. It just kind of tells you about how like the how uh, the media lies and how uh, everything from the kids that came out and the stories and everything about it. The only thing that was going that was that was wrong or at least to some people that would be looked at as wrong is he was taking on these multiple wives some of them being or one of them being like 17 or something like that but but in the in the law in waco at the time i don't know if it's changed that was legal so there was no reason for them to go in there they did it based on literally just People saying we were there's a lot of kids in this commune and we're suspecting child abuse, which afterwards, like when it came to people dealing with the kids who were extracted and rescued, they were not only showed no signs of abuse, but were like they seemed like like the best cared kids ever. You know what I mean? Like the like the ones you could tell they were from a loving place. I know, but at the same stop time, it, stop like, it. are you suggesting just because this guy says he no. you know, like has his own religious freedoms and shit that like you can't investigate that? Because like you know, I'm not I saying you say can't investigate it, but they didn't investigate not. it. Like they they showed up. There was they they had showed That's up. How you investigate? They show up and be like, what the fuck's going on? They showed up fully armed and they opened fire on on Koresh and other that's what started the first heat that caused the lockdown they showed up militarized well I know but I mean why would they show up like that unless they knew that this guy also was that way well because they said they said that they had uh, intel saying that there was a mass amount of weapons which there was mass amount of weapons which was true was true but as far as at the time they made they they, uh, had the initial push in there was actually no evidence of that. Well, okay, but the thing about that is, is most of the time that these cult things or like weird religious things going on, there is actually that going on, and there is like straight up, you know, people marrying fourteen-year-old girls, and there is sexual abuse going on and shit. Um, you know, so like, I would rather that the people err on the side of seeing what's going on and if this dude wants to like bow up and like start a fight with people who are obviously gonna like win 
Yeah, but that's the thing you know, is they 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 the way the shootout happened. It wasn't like they showed up. Koresh came out with a gun, stuff like that. Like they showed up ready to rock. A couple came out. Koresh and like another dude came out and like had their hands up because it was like a full on you know military movement or whatever. And they came out with their hands up and. Uh, something happened like a dog or something. I can't remember how they put it, but uh, set off one of the FBI agents who started opening fire on, on the dog. And then, and then them, the other agents hearing the fire opened up by their comrade started opening up fire and they hit Koresh and they killed, I think it was like seven, eight people on the first day causing them to have like a 17 or 18 day whatever you call it standoff it's crazy i'm not saying either way bro i'm not saying either yeah. way it's just it's just very interesting to get to get that kind of point of view on something that cuz i remember here i was obviously very young but i remember it being enough of a big deal for me me to know and and Waco, you know, like that, that the, the name Waco, like I didn't even have to know it was in Texas. I knew, oh, yeah, there was a cult that got, you know, they were doing crazy shit and and uh, the government had to rescue people and blah, 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 blah. It was really weird. We're now watching this and I'm like, oh, my God, not that I care either way. Not that I care either way, but it's interesting. It's well, good. you, you know. should be like an aspiring cult. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something, okay? <laughs> let me say. Let me just say something. Let me just. Let me just say something right now. Let me just say something right now, okay? Let's get it out there. The last fucking thing I would ever want to do is start a cult or religion, okay? Period. You know, I bet you. Uh, bet you many leaders were saying that before they became leaders. Nah, bro. Oh my God! Am I starting? Am I trying to start a cold? If I'm trying to start a cold, I'm really sucking, dude. No, no, you're just you're just warming up. Am I warming up, bro? <laughs> I don't know. Am I warming up? Because I can tell you, I speak to a lot of people about just like meditation and like, hey guys, maybe you should look into this and that. I don't have I don't have one person who says, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check that out, or hey, that sounds legit. I hear nothing but uh, uh, Isaiah's lost his fucking mind. <laughs> Isaiah wants to meditate. He's he's fucking lost his mind. Well, you know, people uh, people are gonna have their own uh, decisions. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think that people tell you you've lost your mind because you're gonna meditate. I think that the people that are telling you you're crazy. Probably more along the lines of your your new like opinions of religion, or maybe your just openness to religion not being like a word for word exact thing, because that offends people, you know. So I think that comes a little bit more why people call you crazy. Well, yeah, I mean that, but a lot of the people I talk to, it's not even about religion. It's people who who aren't religious when i'm dealing with with the, i i've already stopped talking uh with people um about religion who have a religion to combat because it's it's like a pot like you were saying it's like politics and fucking it's just something well, you don't, just don't want to get into a talk with somebody as long if you want to keep them as a friend well yeah and i think religion's even worse than politics because like you uh you kind of choose your politics like they might be taught into you by your you know your people you looked up to growing up but you still have a little bit more choice like religion something like you know it's called faith for a reason because it's something that you know when you're when you're participating in it you know it's you just gotta believe like it can't be a questioning thing you know it's counterproductive you know it's so crazy dude it's such a fucking such a fucking trick. And you know what sucks about it? Is that some people don't I you know, don't get raised religious, but the ones that do, that shit 
it happens at such a young age where just like any education, like even if you don't have faith, you're at least, at least in my case, even if I didn't have full faith in the religion, I at least had an, enough faith in it to be true, to be scared as shit that I was like, you know, on my way to fucking hell. And that, that alone was enough to keep me up at night or if not keep me up at night to make sure that I had a couple words to say, I'm sorry for any sins or whatever before I went to sleep. Cause it was just like, what if I fucking fall die in my sleep? It's trippy. It's trippy that, uh, shit. I'm not, I'm not getting into it, dude. You're going to start. I'm starting a cult. You're getting hung up here. Um, so, uh, what, um, what, what if, what, if any Raiders news have you heard about? Um, offensive lineman? Did we, no, I didn't hear anything like that. But, um, did we pick up an offensive lineman late recently? Well, there's the cornerback for the Rams is supposed to be coming available in free agency because he's going to be a free agent, and the Rams just traded for Peters from the uh, from the Chiefs. So people are hoping that the Raiders try to try to make a run at him in free agency. Oh man, okay, yeah, I was just distracting him because I had something on my mind here. Mm-hmm. You don't really pay attention to the news any. No. You know how much I love my um, Arizona football program. You and, do. And the uh, University of Arizona in general. Right. Have you heard of the new recent scandals? They're, oh, my God. Just like, they're bad now. More they're scandals? New ones, super bad ones. Shoot. So, the first one, which really should be the worst one, but it probably won't affect the school nearly as negatively like financially and down the line in the future and something because it just um, is a real thing that's existed in college football since there's been college football I'm sure um, but there was this one football player that was like beating up his his girlfriend and like harassed multiple uh, staff female staff members and stuff so I guess it's coming out that there was a bunch of gang rape allegations from the football team um, on students and staff of the football team. What? And they were like swept under the rug and like it never got brought up or anything, you know? Oh my God. They were like just trying to act like it didn't happen. And so that news came out like, I don't know, Wednesday or something. And it's just like big time bummer. I was like, fuck. And then like the only kind of like a little bit of saving grace I had was like, oh, well, all this happened under the other coach and they got rid of everybody and like, you know, they're starting over or whatever. So, you know, whatever. And then it comes out that the FBI has wiretap recorded conversations of Sean Miller, the head coach of the University of Arizona basketball team, like agreeing, okaying these $100,000 payments to these um, players via the shoe companies. The reason that that all this has got out of hand, because you know that, you know, people have been giving kids money to play college sports for a long time. Yeah. And it's not really illegal per se, it's just against the college rules. It's not like you can't go to jail for it, you know what I mean? But recently what's been happening in the new era of this is the shoe companies are paying the kids to get them to these certain schools that wear their shoes so that when they do become pro, they're the first team, you know, first company that has the chance to get in their ear, you know, to have that first crack right. the next, you know, LeBron or whatever. Wow. And so these shoe companies are doing that. And so what the shoe companies are doing is illegal because they're not saying they're giving the money to these kids. So they're like hiding their money and like, a, you know what I mean? Like that's breaking the law. And that's what's brought all this up. Because like I said, what the coaches are doing, it's not illegal. Like it's just against the school rules. But since it is illegal for the shoe companies to do this, the FBI is involved, and they have way more power than the NCAA to, you know, to get to the bottom of all of this. And they just straight up like started wiretapping everybody and shit. And like, so they got all this evidence, and it's just like unraveling the whole world of college basketball. And the Arizona head 
probably going to have to resign, probably will never ever coach basketball again. And U of A is like a contender to win the national championship this year. Holy shit. <laughs> and the recorded conversation was to pay this player, DeAndre Aiden, who is this uh, player on their team right yeah. now. Um, and he's pretty much like the best player in the world. You know, I mean, I was mentioning before too, like he's le- like legitimately in the running to be like one of the best basketball players ever play basketball. Wow. So he, wow. So and dude, the guy, there's it was, it wasn't turmoil. Just him, though. There's there's another kid that they got on record of the guy. They got him wiretap saying like giving the green light to pay this kid. But the kid is insisting he's never been paid, so he doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. So, mm. so he hit his money better. Caught, caught up in all the side, um, you know, like backlash of all this. As you can imagine, like top recruits aren't going to want to come to Arizona next year because they don't know what the fuck's going on. And Shaq's son was supposed to come here next year. I did and already that. decommitted. Oh my god. Wow, yeah. dude. So U of A is... It just uh, looks like, it looks like the, a shithole right now. Looks like fucking David Koresh's compound. <laughs> well, it looks like everything that they make ASU out to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, dude. What's crazy is this, you know, U of A, like you were saying, it's kind of unwinding a lot of things in basketball, period. College basketball. Yeah. Which is nuts. It's like, is there no fucking sanctity anymore, man? No, well, and this is like, like, um, like, uh, this whole thing that's come up from this, because there's been other, like, teams that this has come up from, and, like, they're, they're threatening to, like, literally, like, get rid of the basketball program for multiple years. Oh, really? To say you cannot participate in fucking basketball. Wow, dude. Penalty. Imagine that. They did it before in football to the SMU. They have a team now, but they gave them like a five-year ban. They couldn't have a team, and then they just never came back from it. It took them like 20 years again before they even like fielded a football team. Wow, that's fucking But that nuts. being said, they've done this to like some more high-profile teams in basketball, and it hardly did anything to them. Oh really? So, it, yeah, it's hard to say what's gonna happen. That's insane, but, uh, dude. It's just it's just crazy. Like we were talking about how like how shitty it seemed, and I thought that was like the bottom. I thought, oh, we're gonna round out of this, and it just got like way worse. Like, yeah, it, like it, before it wasn't even that bad compared to what's just gone on. Yeah, now it's just straight up like out of a really bad like fucking. SVU, what's that show? Law and Order SVU, Prime Unit and shit. Mm-hmm. Like fucking football players gang raping staff members and shit. Oh like, come God. on. That is so crazy, dude. That is so nuts. The football player. See, when you were saying that, I was thinking, oh, they must have got like the staff members jump, like gang raping the football players. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was way worse. Yeah, well, I mean, by staff members, like, the probably female... Of course. ...office people and maybe the trainers and shit, you know? That is but. crazy, dude. And it just swept under the rug. And... and yeah. How... And they were saying that, that at the time that there was, like, a super high priority to get the football program to, like, catch up with the basketball program because football makes so much money. You know what I mean? They're sitting here like we're, you know... We're never going to be a serious school until we have a football team that makes us, you know, a billion dollars every second. Right. Wow. Dude, so how sad are you, man? (laughs) I'm super disappointed in the whole thing. And it's just like, it's kind of scary to think like what that could mean for like the whole area where I live, like the whole economy of Tucson. Oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. 
like if all this really happens, like the football program had a lot of like expansions they were doing to the stadium and shit and all that stuff, like, you know, a hundred million dollars worth of construction work, you know, and now that's not gonna get done, you know, like so and the basketball program is a lot further along in their stuff, but they still have lots of, you know, future program you know, like ideas to enhance the area around the the stadium and shit and just in general the school is always building you know and if like the, the fucking basketball program takes a shit the attendance is gonna like fall off dramatically you know I mean that's a huge deal and why people go there you know like the kids are trendy like they're freaking driving uh, you know a Mercedes that their dad bought them and they still don't think it's cool enough you know like they just want to be at the school that you know the colors are cool because freaking NBA players used to go to that school and so they represent the colors and shit like it's Whoa. it's a pretty huge impact on just more than just not being able to watch basketball right on, no because at night and shit Tucson is University of Arizona yeah that's what I mean like, like it, it's like that well, that's the heartbeat Tucson's not doing well wow that is so crazy bro you're quite the fucking uh, uh, journalist yourself, man. <laughs> you take in a you take in a lot of information, dude. Oh, well, no, this was like secrets, but like you know, but that was my personal insight on the impact on the economy. That was genuine Berto insight. Oh uh, yeah, but it's it's. It's true, though, because U of A, like you were saying, colleges, as far as their programs, especially football and basketball, and especially basketball when it comes to U of A, that can make or break that university, and that university can make or break the city. Well, yeah, and then the lawsuits that ensue from this, and they're still paying the coach they just fired. He still had, like, I don't know, freaking four years left on his deal at like five million dollars a year, and now they're paying a new coach, you know, four million dollars a year, and then they're paying fines and uh, like lawsuits for all this sexual harassment stuff, and it's just <clears throat> the accountants at the U of A are probably pretty stressed out. Yeah, the the financial fucking advisors and shit. And see him fucking resign. <laughs> yeah, wait, well, that, see, that's the thing that is creepy, and I mentioned to you this when all this first started, is Arizona had a super highly regarded athletic director who had done, like, a lot of good work at the school and was, like, super sought after, and then he fucking, like, cuts bait overnight. Nobody's seen it coming. You know, it was, like, it was so out of the blue. Pulled the air on. like, and he's been gone for a year and a half now, and it's just been like one scandal after another. That is so crazy, dude. Do you think he fucking jumped ship because he knew shit was going on or because he knew he was part of it? Well, I think that he started to catch enough wind of what was going on that he was like, ah, like even if I could stop this, I just don't even want to be here when this blows up, you know? Yeah. So he just cut and took off and then so there's another story that I've never mentioned to you um, at the beginning of last football season there was a U of A football player um, who overdosed on uh, sleeping pills or pain pills or something killed himself mm. and um, it's come out that it, that people were reporting that he had a problem with this all along and then the football coach was sweeping it under the rug the old football coach and it's really crazy because like when he did die everybody acted like it was such a big surprise and like the coach praised him as like this amazing person and stuff and it's like it's coming out that they knew he was taking way too much of these all the time and they weren't doing nothing about it dude people are so fucked up right now it's fucking nuts this is pretty crazy. It's fucking and nuts. Then, then I got some more news for you. Bring I'm it. Catching you off guard right Bring now. it, dude. I'm loving oh, it. Do, do you remember uh, tr- uh, Trayvon Martin? Yes. That's the kid that got shot. Yes. That's not who I want to talk about. Oh, okay. Go back. <laughs> um, it, do you do you know fucking else. the Muffin Man? Yes. No. 
Some, something else, something Martin. I sent it to you in a Jonathan text. Martin. Who? Jonathan Martin. Jonathan Martin. All right. Do you remember Jonathan Martin? The offensive tackle. Yeah, I remember he got bullied and quit yeah. because they were bullying him. Yeah. So, school shooting happens. Oh, no. One week after the school shooting, this guy, self-proclaimed, you know, person being bullied, posted a Instagram story. If you're familiar with Instagram stories, they only stay up for 24 hours and only can be viewed by your friends. Mm-hmm. They're not public. Um posted an Instagram story. It was like a slideshow, um, and it showed him holding an assault shotgun and something along the lines of like, hashtag bully something, you know, blah, 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 hashtag his own school, his old high school he went to. It was basically like um, a red as him in support of this mass shooting person. Because he's saying he was probably being bullied. Mm-hmm. Um, and boom, FBI kicks down his door like a couple hours later. He's in jail. Nobody's heard from him under like lockdown. What? Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Jonathan Morgan? Yeah. What's funny is you sent me that text and I honestly immediately thought, okay, we must be like kicking the tires of this battered, bullied offensive lineman. Because remember, he was like, uh, he seemed like a Raider uh, he, thing because he, he was a, a high profile pick who, you know, went through something. So yeah. immediately I was like, are they really trying to get Jonathan Martin or something? But that is even fucking crazier, dude. Yeah, he's he's been like doing very bad ever since that time, mm-hmm. and hasn't really gotten better, and obviously has gone off the rails. You know, wow. Posting pictures of him holding assault rifle and then hashtagging a bunch of things that seem like sympathetic of the shooter, and basically like a warning to people, like, hey, you know. Yeah, like, hey, you're gonna bully, you get coming. dealt with. Yeah. He was. He was. Uh, what was the What was the guy's name that bullied him? He was definitely a raider. He should have been a raider. Oh, uh, Richie Incognito. Incognito, dude. Whole, whole, he he missed almost the whole year, and then when he finally got back into it, he just started doing good again. And has made several Pro Bowls. He's been playing and, great. Yeah, and and from like all accounts, it wasn't really like that other person made it out to be like. Incognito was like a meathead and right. probably like chauvinistic and super macho, but like he was never like bullying this dude. He was just bantering the way he bantered with everybody. Because what had made it get out of hand is allegedly he had started dropping in bombs on him. But like from all accounts, he used that word with all of his other black teammates in just a way to get laughs out of people. You know? Right. Wow. So. That's ballsy, dude. Pretty, pretty interesting. Um, dude, that's yeah, fucking crazy, that. dude. So what do you? Damn, I'm gonna have to look. That one I am gonna look into because that's just fucking nuts. Right. Fucking Jonathan Martin. That is so crazy, dude. And then the only reason that it got out is like a concerned person screenshotted from his stories because I mean I'm sure the FBI is able to get Instagram to like dig it up. And so they can really look at it. For but, like, sure. it didn't exist anymore, you know? It had already faded through the timeline, not, you know? Yeah. And somebody was like, hey, this was weird. Like, um, I'm reporting this to Instagram police, you know? And the Instagram police are like, uh, FBI. And then, boom. Wow. Damn, dude. So, uh,. What that was a lot to take in, bro. Yeah. You really, you, dude. You brought you brought some knowledge to the podcast. Some fucking weird shit, dude. What are you? Is it just the world that that is around you, <laughs> around yeah, us? I didn't even like go searching for this stuff. Yeah, it's just stuff it's just, just like there. Me in the face. Wow, dude. I'm gonna have to meditate for like a week after this podcast. One, one more ironic thing. Uh-huh. I don't know. Did I talk with you about how we were doing work for the um, the city and the city uses prison workers to do stuff? 
or did I have all these conversations with my wife? Yeah, I think you had all those conversations with your wife, right. but yeah. So yeah, I was doing like um, road work or whatever, whatever the fuck I call my traffic um, safety shit, whatever I do my work. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I, was, I like to call you the barrier dude. <laughs> yeah, um, traffic control. That's what go. we call ourselves professionally. But anyway, I was setting up barricades for um, for these um, prison workers to do landscaping in the middle. And I was just tripping on, like, hey, man, there isn't, like, even a prison guard here. Because it's, like, it doesn't work in the form of, like, a chain gang. Like, you picture it. You know, fucking shotgun guard. Oh, no, no. Dude, dudes all hooked together, picking on the side of the road. Yeah, no. No, man, it's just dudes show up in a van. Like, you know, prisoners driving each other around and shit. And, and uh, I was talking to my wife about how crazy it was. I was like, yeah, man, we were working with all these. And I was thinking how easy it would be to just get away if you just wanted to. And, like, how easy, especially because, like, I imagine, well, the guy told me, like, you get to pick your own people that you want to work for you. But, like, it's a prison. People can corrupt the system. Like, people got power in the prison. They can get on this list if they're trying to escape. You know what I mean? For sure. So... And then, so that was happening. And then the very next day, I was downtown setting up some barricades. And I noticed two prisoners walking with one city worker. The city worker's, like, pointing where to pick up the trash and shit on the road. And I was like, what? This is even more ballsy. Like, this, like, these two guys could do whatever they want to do. Like, they're just hanging out because they want to hang out. Like, if they had a mind to leave... Nothing is gonna stop them right now. Yeah, but a lot of the, and a lot of those guys they get that privilege because they show well, signs they, of not. Yeah, they earn some kind of like thing, but I'm just saying it's prison. Still, yeah. You know? Like if you want to get on this list, like in your important, you can get on this list. You know. Right. But so, and then fast forward to like the middle of this week, somebody walked away from one of those gangs those little worker things and is like escaped from prison right now from Tucson is that large on, like Wednesday he's some like 47 year old guy or some shit wow it'd be hard not to take that bait bro yeah once you start smelling that air it'd be hard not to be like you know I think I could pull it off I could disappear it'd be better to try. Oh, that'd be a tough one dude that's crazy so now you got a, you got fucking U of A raping everybody. They're raping everybody. You got you got fucking uh, uh, Jonathan Martin shooting up schools, and <laughs> and you got uh, you got escaped prisoners in in Tucson where U of A is raping everybody. Yeah, well, yeah, the prisoners are probably scared. They probably want to go back to jail. Like, oh, the football team is rolling around, bro. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. Alright, final thought, bro. Uh well, final thoughts. Because that was a lot of thoughts. I'd like to say go Raiders. Yes. Um and that's it, man. I had something for this whole segment, and I forgot it. I had all spiel. You kidding me? You had everything for this segment. You fucking are how's your jaws? Are they tired? My job? Yeah, your jaws, dude. Oh, you you were jaws. tearing yeah, it up, yeah. bro. No, because when you speak from inside your soul, dude, it, you don't use muscles. It flows out naturally, like the energy from within your heart. <laughs> you fucking trying to start your own cold here, bro. Dude, I'm not trying. I'm going to successfully pass up your attempt to start a cold. <laughs> Is it going to be the ball earth cult? No, no, no. It's mostly going to be our Raiders. Oh, I'll join that cult, dude. I'll, I'll be an yeah, honorary member with I'm you. I'm hoping to get a lot of responses like that. Yeah, I'm I'm in, dude. I'll, I'll be committed. <laughs> Depends on what we do, dude. I'm I'm not marrying any 17 year olds or or raping anybody. So, so hit me up here. What's um what's your uh, what's your final thoughts here? Uh, my final thought is, um, go Raiders and really, dude, I think I'm going to follow suit with you and just, I'm good. I'm good right yeah. now. Like that was, uh, there's a lot to digest. For that me. was a lot to digest, dude. You're like asking me to think something right now besides 
Jonathan Martin butt raping an inmate. Well, what makes you think that he would be the bully in this scenario? He's oh, proven okay, well be. then getting butt raped by the inmate and then shooting up U of A or something. like. Well, wait, hold on, hold on. Maybe he's re- performing the very rare reverse butt rape. He is raping him with his butthole. <laughs> raping the other person's penis. <laughs> Oh my god! Very, very rare form of rape. Oh my god, that's yeah, that's a soup that doesn't come around. That doesn't come around often at all. <laughs> that's fucking nuts. <laughs> all right, bro, have a good night. I'm gonna go fucking meditate for a year now. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>